This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. One thing we're lucky to have as jazz musicians here in the 21st century is lots of apps, software, and technology to help aid us in our jazz practicing and learning the music more efficiently. Now, some would say that's not so much of an advantage. I mean, if you look back at the jazz greats, they had to put in the hard work and really train their ears by picking up that needle on the record player, by going to gigs and listening and picking things up on the fly. And absolutely, sometimes things made easier are not made better. On the other hand, we have all these great tools at our disposal, at our fingertips, and they can be really helpful for us if used as tools and not crutches. So in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing some different apps, software, and technology that you can use to help you on your jazz education journey. That's coming right up. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, He's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. What's up, everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. So excited to have you here. Uh, Really uh, happy, as always, to be uh, recording this podcast for you. Happy to be in your earbuds today. First of all, I hope you're doing okay and staying safe. You know, this is a crazy time here with the pandemic and uh, all over the world. We're stuck at home. We're uh, trying to play safe. We go to the grocery store and we feel a little anxious to be around a lot of other people. And, you know, a lot of uh, us are struggling right now with the economy and all sorts of different things. Now, whatever the situation may be, uh, I'm here to say, I hope you're doing okay. Uh, I'm I'm thinking about you, even though that might sound a little strange, but I am, and I'm hoping that you and your family are safe and well. As for me and my wife, uh, we are keeping safe in New York City. Uh, it's kind of been hard hit over there, but uh, you know we're doing okay, and uh, we appreciate some people who have emailed and uh, reached out uh, to to uh, give us uh, well wishes. So hope you're staying safe, and I hope that this podcast today and all the content that I come out with on Learn Jazz Standards can be of help for you in this time that you can use music as a retreat from all the stresses that are going on. Okay, so I hope that's helpful for you today. Like I said, we're going to be talking about apps, software, and technology for learning jazz. Now, this is something I normally talk about very often on this show, just because I personally am a really big app, software, and technology guy. I don't like using a lot of it. I do use a little bit of of it, as I will uh, talk about today. Um, but I, I, you know, I sort of normally am the, the guy of, uh, you know, just just do it as as 
easy as possible. I mean, just, you know, use recordings and learn the music off the recordings. And, you know, yes, use a metronome and some other things I'll talk about. You know, that's kind of more my bag. However, I know a lot of people use technology, and certainly I do as well. And so I went into the Learn Jazz Standards Community Facebook group. By the way, if you're not a part of that, you can be a part of that by just going to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash community, and it will forward you there. And uh, got lots of really cool, great ideas from different people. And I'm sharing some of the ones that I use or have used in the past. All right. So let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right in to this technology, apps, and software for learning and practicing jazz. Okay, so the first little batch of, uh, of items that I want to talk about today are ones that came up a lot in the community as kind of the main category of apps and software that people are really using to practice jazz. And that would be more of the backing track and playback sort of tools that we have at our disposal. So I'll talk about some different options that you have for that sort of a thing. Um, And then I'll tell you what my favorite one is. So uh, the first one is one that really needs no introduction, and that would be iReal Pro. It's an app that is available for you to use. You can download libraries of jazz standards that other people have uh, uploaded, and then you'll have you know a big uh, a big library essentially of chord changes that you can load into that app at any point in time. There's a little bit of a MIDI playback that you can use. It doesn't sound great, but people use it to you know practice with. But oftentimes people use this just to look up chord changes on the fly. Now, it's important to remember that just because there is chord changes that someone put in a library and you can read it on an app doesn't mean those chord changes are correct, right? I hope we all understand that and know that. So we should never treat real books, fake books, uh, or iReal Pro stuff as the uh, you know the the truth the and, and the light for what the core changes are for a jazz standard. So I, I hope that we can just lay that baseline down right away. So iReal Pro can be very helpful. Now I've done a whole YouTube video on this. Um, I kind of talk about how iReal Pro sometimes can be more of a crutch than a tool for a lot of people. Uh, I'll link that up in the show notes today uh, of this particular episode. But uh, iReal Pro is something that I've used in the past, and I, in fact, do have it on my phone. And I've used it for just bringing it to a gig. And if I just happened to not know the tune and I wasn't confident that I'd be able to hear it quickly, just having that chart up, just pulling it up so I generally knew what the chord changes were and then putting it back away, right? That could be a great use of iReal Pro. Now, People do like to use it for playbacks. That was something that I wasn't aware of until I started just seeing people talk about this in our community here on Learn Jazz Standards. Um, that's not something I've ever used iReal Pro for. I've really used it just to look up chord changes on the fly. But it's kind of cool because, I mean, you can basically plug in any changes that you want or use a library that's preloaded and it'll play it back for you. Now, again, I don't think it sounds very good. It sounds fake, but it works, right? And it can be helpful if you're trying to get a little bit of context for your improvisation. So that's one great use of iReal Pro that I see a lot of people using, 
So um, iReal Pro, good option. Everybody knows about iReal Pro. It's a popular uh, app and I would say probably the most popular jazz learning app that I've ever come across. Um, So iReal Pro is number one in this particular category. Now, um, number two is uh, one called Chordbot. Chordbot. Now, this one is a little bit different, and this one I wasn't familiar with before, but someone in the, uh, the Facebook group um, mentioned, uh, mentioned this one. Now, Chordbot is um, kind of a similar, a similar thing, I guess, to iReal Pro, but um, from my knowledge so far, and I could be wrong about this, it's not something where you can upload uh, libraries of changes into. But what you can do is program in any chord that you want at any time and make chord progressions and assign different instruments to those uh, to the track that you're playing with and loop chord progressions over and over and over again. And I will say I did test this app out, and yes, the instruments do sound real. Now, there was some limitations uh, that I found in the light version, which would be the free version, as far as what instruments were available. So as far as getting like a real great swing jazz feel, I wasn't really finding that, but there was lots of different options, lots of different instruments to choose from, different kinds of feels of piano and bass and all those sorts of different things that you could mess with to improvise. So you don't need to obviously practice swing to practice jazz, right? You can really do anything you want and improvise. Now, I know that there is a paid version of Chordbot, so $4.99 is uh, what it is, and I'm sure that there's a lot more possibilities that you can use with this app. So this one seems like a really great uh, one to use if you really want to work on looping chord progressions. And like, let's just say you're trying to work on two, five, one chord progressions. Maybe you're you know, you composed uh, a song for yourself, but there's kind of a tricky part. I know a lot of my songs are like that, where I compose for some reason these really hard songs, not necessarily even on purpose. It just kind of ends up coming out that way. And so improvising over them can be quite challenging. So the, this is kind of a great tool where you can just, you know, pull out your phone and log in some changes and really just kind of work on that for literally as long as you want. So Chordbot is another option for playback uh, kinds of things. Another option that I found that I wasn't aware of before until someone in the community group mentioned it is an app called Tonally. So Tonally, it's $4.99 in the App Store, um, but it, it is kind of a great option for also plugging in your own chord progressions, and really you can make whatever you want out of it, right? You could uh, you can add different choruses, you can add verses. Uh, it's kind of more, uh, sort of the default setup is more of a pop or rock approach, right, than a jazz approach. But you can set it up any way you want, like AABA forms, and start plugging in chord changes. So if you want to practice jazz standards or one of your own compositions, you can certainly do that. Now, in my explorations of it, I didn't seem to see um, actual like full band playback sort of stuff. It was more just practical, like pick an instrument, like just piano or guitar. And and from what I was hearing, and maybe I didn't explore it enough, it's kind of just like the piano will play the one chord, like just one hit, like jing, jung, d, duh. So it's not really a full band accompaniment, but it seemed to be... Um, just sort of a way to start composing songs and just a basic way to start practice blowing or improvising over a chord progression. So tonally was another one. Okay, so I'll go now to my favorite one. And I want to give a little disclaimer. I do sell this product. 
Um, but I'm not saying that it's my favorite one, not, nor am I recommending it because of that. The reason I sell this product is because I actually think it is a great tool to use for practicing jazz rather than just um, something, you know, you know, rather than just like a, something that could easily be used as a crutch. I do think it could be used as a great tool. And that is Band in a Box. Okay, Band in a Box. This uh, software has been around for quite a long time and many will know it. Now, kind of the downside of Band in a Box is it's not an app. You can't get it on your phone. It is a piece of software that you need to have on a laptop or a computer. So that's one drawback of it, but there are a lot of powerful things that you can do. So kind of one of the big things about it as far as quality goes is that all of the tracks that are loaded in for the playback are samples of real musicians. So you can pick from a ton of different options, and I personally think the jazz options are really good. And some other people in the Facebook group mentioned that, well, they like to use Learn Jazz Standards play-alongs. You know, a long time ago, we put up a bunch of play-alongs on YouTube, and they got kind of popular, and we do sell some of them as well. But really, we make them with Band in a Box. It's that simple. There's no secret there. We make them with Band in a Box, uh, and we gave them away for free on YouTube because we ha- we're using a great software, and a lot of people sometimes are even fooled into thinking that that was actually a live band playing it. But no, it's Band in a Box. So the quality is pretty good as far as just wanting to you know have a simulation of an actual jazz band or any kind of band playing with you. So that's one, but that's not really why I think it's a good tool. I just think it's a really great tool because... I feel like it elevates what some of these other apps are able to do as far as looping chord progressions, as far as plugging in your own chord progressions, as far as, um, you know, just a plethora of other things that it can do to sort of simulate different practice environments, you know, switching time signatures, doing all these different things. Um, I like the way it looks. I like the different layouts that it has. Uh, Well, I guess I wouldn't say I love the way the software looks. It is a little outdated, but it does have a nice format that I think is helpful for practicing. Now, the other cool thing about it too is you can make any track you want and then you can just export it as an MP3. So if you want to practice it on your phone, you can easily do that, right? So Band in a Box is the one that I would suggest. If you want to go check out that software, by the way, you can go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash band in a box, just all one word. So forward slash band in a box. And uh, I do sell that software there. I also, along with it, offer uh, offer the library of all of the different tracks we've ever done. So 226 is the total number of jazz standards that we've created with Band in a Box. And you can easily just load those files up in the software so that you can easily just have those available to you. So again, I don't mention this because I do sell it. I just mention it because I actually do think it is a great tool. So that is Band in a Box. Okay, let's go to another category of apps and software that um, are another one that I saw come up quite a bit and are both ones that I was going to recommend 
before I even asked the question of what people use in the, the Facebook community group, and that is slowdowners, okay? Now, just for those of you who aren't familiar with what a slowdowner is, a slowdowner is just a tool where you can put in a jazz standard, you can put in... Um, a recording of a, a solo or whatever it happens to be, and you can slow down the sound of that track without changing the actual pitch. So if you were to actually just slow down a track, you know, just without using any other kinds of technology and uh, things, the sound would be warped, right? You would actually change the pitch of the of the song and the the music that you're playing but with the slowdown or with slowdown or softwares you're able to change the pitch uh, to change the speed rather without changing the pitch okay a lot of us have used these slowdowners and i would say as far as being useful for jazz these are probably the most useful of all of them even over above the playback stuff because at the end of the day we don't want to rely too much on playback stuff and playalongs because those aren't really training our ears those aren't really helping us develop internal time. They're still useful as tools, hopefully not crutches, but the slowdowners, I think, are probably the most useful as far as really elevating your jazz skills. And the reason I say that is because I've always preached on this podcast and everywhere else in my stuff that learning jazz by ear is the best thing that you can possibly do. Why? Because as jazz improvisers, our ears are our greatest asset. If we want to be great improvisers, we have to have sharp ears. We have to be able to respond to things in the moment, right? We're basically composing quickly. So we have to be sharp with our ears and we have to hear melodies quickly. So when we learn jazz language by ear, like maybe a solo or a lick or even the melody or chords of a jazz standard, those are things to me that are going to reap real benefits. Maybe you've heard of the Pareto principle before, uh, or, or also called the 80-20 rule. And essentially, it's uh, it states that for many events, roughly 80% of the effects come from 20% of the causes, right? So one thing that they often in business people will use is that you know 80% of the sales are are given by 20% of the of the customers, right? So that that's kind of the way the Pareto principle works. But when it comes to jazz and practicing, I would say that 80% of the results in our jazz playing come from 20% of the things that we practice. Right, so there are certain things that are going to give us bigger results than others, and in in my opinion, in the opinion of many other jazz educators and musicians, they'll say that learning stuff by ear is really important. So, how can slowdowners help us? Well, it's hard, especially for those who aren't used to learning things by ear, to hear things going by so fast. Especially if it's like a difficult bebop Charlie Parker solo. Like, I mean, hearing all that go by so fast, that's incredibly difficult, even for someone who has rock solid ears. So if we can slow that down, that's where it starts becoming more accessible for us to learn stuff by ear. So I would really recommend, of all of these tools, the ones that I would recommend the most are slowdowners. So what are the slowdowners that we can use? The one that I have the most experience with is amazing slowdowner. Now you can get this as an app. You can also get this as a software for your computer. Amazing slowdowner. It does all the things that I just mentioned. 
You can slow things down as much as you want. You can loop sections of it. So let's just say you're trying to learn eight bars of a solo you're working on, and you can slow it down, and you can loop a section. How handy is that? Super, super, super handy, right? So amazing slowdowner. Um, Other things you can do is you can... Uh, I believe even change the key. So you can change the pitches if you want and slow it down. So let's say you decide that you want to take a, a particular lick or a particular solo into another key. Well, you can do that. Or the melody of a jazz standard into another key. You can do that if you would like. Slow it down to help you learn it pretty handy, right? And this is often something that we come across, right? So maybe you find a Frank Sinatra version of a jazz standard that you're like, you know, Frank Sinatra, he generally sings the melodies pretty straight. You know, the problem is he's not singing in the common key of the tune, right? He's singing in A flat instead of an E flat or or B flat. So it can be helpful to be like, all right, well, he's singing in A flat. If I want, I could technically transpose that so that it's in B flat now. Now, some would would call that cheating. I wouldn't. I don't think that there's such thing as cheating necessarily. Um, But that's something that you can do with Amazing Slowdowner. The second Slowdowner software that many people know and use is called Transcribe. Again, it is also uh, an app. It's also a software. Um, So Transcribe has uh, lots of things that it can do as well. But the main function, I would say, of it it being useful is the same exact things that Amazing Slowdowner does. So I don't really necessarily think that one is better than the other. It kind of just depends on which one you're used to using. So those are the two uh, of all of these I'd recommend the most, the Slowdowner softwares, Amazing Slowdowner, and Transcribe. Okay, now I want to go to a couple more, just a few more basic ones, ones that um, aren't necessarily fancy or extra, extraordinarily special, but I think are important for learning jazz. So the first one I want to go over is pretty simply just your phone or the recorder on your phone more so, or any kind of recorder. So this could be your Tascam, whatever, or your, um, you know, handheld recorder. It could be, you know, your audio interface, any, anything that you use to record different mics, but really it could be as simple as the recorder on your phone and every single phone has the ability to record. And that's really all you need. Now, the reason that this is important for jazz and for learning jazz is you do need to record yourself. You need to listen back to what you're doing to see what you're actually sounding like so that you can critique yourself, so that you can look back and go, hey, here's where I need a little bit of help in my improv, or here's what I'm hearing that could be a little bit better. So whether this just is recording yourself at a practice session or whether this is recording yourself at a jam or a gig, you know, just recording yourself and having the ability to record yourself is amazing. And remember, People, the jazz greats, did not have this ability. This is something that we uniquely have so readily available to us in the 21st century. Just the ability to record ourselves at any moment or even take video of ourselves. Like, how amazing is that? That we can video ourselves to maybe see if we have, you know, bad body posture when we're, you know, learning, when we're playing our guitar or practicing the piano or playing our horn, right? I mean, there's so much we have available to us just with our smartphones or tablets. Like, it's amazing, right? 
So that would be a big piece of technology that I would highly recommend utilizing so you can record yourself. All right, the last one I want to talk about today um, is Spotify and also YouTube. Now, why Spotify and YouTube? First of all, what is Spotify? So Spotify, I'm pretty sure everybody is familiar with Spotify, but just in case you aren't, Spotify is uh, a streaming service. You can do the free version where you get ads played at you or you can pay for it so that you don't hear any ads. And essentially, it is just, uh, you know, massive libraries of pretty much all music that's almost ever existed. Like not everything is on Spotify, but most things are. Now, I think Spotify is particularly useful for jazz musicians. Like, you know, it's more so than just listening to music for fun. It's particularly really helpful for jazz musicians learning jazz standards. So one thing in my Inner Circle membership, in June we're coming out with the LGS Inner Circle membership, um, which I'm really excited about. It's kind of the ultimate community for Learn Jazz Standards, uh, where you get access to all courses, where uh, we do a jazz standard study every single month. We call it the Jazz Standards Club, um, which uh, which is really a cool feature of this. And there's a lot more, and I'm not going to you know talk about this membership coming up too much here. Um, but one thing that I do offer in our Jazz Standards Club, our monthly Jazz Standard Studies, is Spotify playlists of that Jazz Standard and YouTube playlists. But the great thing about Spotify is you can type in any single tune and immediately you're going to see a ton of different versions of that tune to listen to. So you can be learning the tune from tons of different re- of different sources. You can be finding jazz language from tons of different resources just by simply typing in the title of a jazz standard. Like how cool is that, right? Now, some of us just take that for granted. I certainly don't because you know, I I do buy most of my music that I really want to listen to versus going to Spotify. Um you know, musicians get paid better that way, all of that stuff, right? But when it comes to learning a new jazz standard, I I don't want to go and spend $40 on one jazz standard because that's how many different versions I'd be listening to personally, right? So Spotify is a great option for that. Now, YouTube is as well, right? And YouTube, there are tons of recordings of jazz standards just on YouTube by typing it in. And we're all familiar with YouTube. We all use YouTube. So that's a great option as well for learning standards and for hearing lots of different versions of a tune. Okay, so those are just some apps and technology, some that I use, some that people in the community use here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to link up all of these in the show notes today. So you can go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode one. Oh, sorry, what, what episode one? Episode 215, episode 215. And you can find links to all of these different uh, apps and software that I've talked about today. And also, if you'd like, go to the show notes today and leave a comment in the show notes just saying what other kinds of software and apps that you use that maybe I haven't mentioned today. Keep on sharing the love. Keep on spreading uh, all the different ideas for us to help learning together. All right. That's all for today's show. Thank you so much for listening found today's episode useful um if you are looking for some more stuff to to listen to to learn 
Well, as you know, we have a massive library here. This is episode 215, so that means you have 214 other episodes to listen to, depending on how many you have or haven't listened to, of course. So feel free to go back and and check out some other episodes. Uh, you just look at the title and see, hey, is that something I need help with today? Perfect. Um, and then you can engage in more of that stuff. Of course, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Would really appreciate that. Um, really, it's not for me so much as it is for you so that you don't miss out on any episodes that come out and uh, that you can get plugged in. All right, so that's all for today, and I'll see you next week on another episode of the Learn Jazz Standards Podcast. Happy practicing and cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.